Nuance nostalgia, it's a 90s vibe. Come and tap in, we're keeping it live, live, live. Nuance nostalgia, it's a 90s vibe. Come and tap in, we're keeping it live, live, live. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Nuance Nostalgia. I'm Nick Norris, and with me to talk about 1996's Jingle All the Way is my co-host, as always, Caitlin Turbo Man Shortall. Turbo Man. Turbo Woman, I should say. <laughs> Hello. Do you like my sweater that you picked me up? I think it's pretty good. It's a, uh, a dinosaur. It is a T-Rex coming out of a wreath, and on the back, it's the back of a T-Rex. I don't really know why it says twelve twenty-five, but uh, this that's Christmas. This the Chris December twenty-fifth. But it doesn't have like a you know what I mean, like a little slash. Well, it's supposed to be somebody's door, and he's coming out oh, of the door, and so I think it's supposed to be the door number, but it's also the Christmas date. I understand? <laughs> wow. About... All right. Well, like we said, we're talking about. Uh, almost a turbo man but we'll talk a lot about turbo man in jingle all the way 1996 we're also going to continue our mini brats advent calendar that we've been doing um so far we've got a a number of little brats dolls here <laughs> i've been slacking on opening it let's see yeah so throughout the episode you can open them maybe at the end we'll go through all of them here but uh yeah so 1996's this was directed by brian levant starred arnold schwarzenegger put brian levant in director's jail for some time because of uh, how bad this movie bombed uh let's go ahead and talk about that it had a budget of 75 million uh you're going to double that for marketing roughly so we'll say it's probably about actually 150 million for uh marketing and it made 129.8 so it bombed and lost money it's probably made money back since i i really don't know i mean potentially I mean, I feel like this isn't nearly as popular as others, but yeah, yeah, it's um, they would have made some money off of, a lot of money off physical copies and TV deals, but also a little bit off of merchandising. You can still buy some Turbo Man dolls. I couldn't find mine, but you had one. I've got one somewhere that I got for a Dirty Santa one year. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Um, you have seen this prior though. And I, I hadn't seen this nearly as you know, often as Christmas with the Cranks or anything, but I had seen it. I think it might've been like a couple of times, but not nearly as often as you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I saw this quite a bit as a kid growing up. I loved it. Um, still loved it. It's objectively a bad movie with some really bad acting. When has that stopped us from liking it though? I guess. Yeah. But the, the, yeah. And I, you know, I didn't know this, but you know, as far as the bad acting, uh the kid we can forgive that but Arnold Schwarzenegger terrible he is a terrible actor and obviously like he didn't start doing that yeah. so it makes sense a little bit but I don't know why they made like athletes in the 90s try and be actors too it's just gotta, weird gotta get that money uh, I think that he is a I good actor in some like, things but not in this yeah yeah oh I forgot he was in Terminator yeah I think he does well in that because Conan how the character is yeah but in this i don't think this is his genre of movie he i'll say what he's not good at he's not good at facial acting there are some no, shots where he is uh is surprised <sighs> bless you where he is surprised in this and he's just like oh yeah it's pretty bad <laughs> it's pretty atrocious uh but nobody's particularly good in this outside of probably sinbad who i think is is really good in this yeah exactly um so yeah this was my pick i've seen this quite 
many times still liked as much as i did then uh quick summary of the plot we'll go into the full plot later but uh workaholic howard langston played by arnold schwarzenegger wants to make things up to his son jamie played by star wars's own jake lloyd and his wife liz played by rita wilson he promises to get jamie the hottest toy of the season turbo man even though it's christmas eve and the toy is practically sold out as langston hunts down the elusive gift he runs into mailman myron played by sinbad another father on the same quest with the clock winding down langston's moral code is tested as he starts to learn the real meaning of christmas um i don't think that's true i don't think you learned the meaning of christmas moral code yeah i don't think he learns the true meaning of christmas at all either no but not to get too far ahead but this entire movie wraps up with him just accidentally stumbling into fixing things I think I think the character is a little bit of a dumbass. I, I would argue because yeah. I don't know, like as far as like completely forgetting to get your son, you know, the one thing that he only the only thing he talks about, he's either a dumbass or he has no like time management at all. I think it's a bit of both. Yeah. Like the wife is like, "You got the doll right." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" As if he had never heard it before. <laughs> He's totally surprised when she mentions it. He is business business dad. Yeah, but apparently, business dad. But you would think, like, if he's successful business dad, he's able to juggle a bunch of things at once. Like, he couldn't pencil it no. in his little calendar. That's buy never, toy. Never how nineties business dads are in these movies. They're always bad at being a dad, great at business. Can't I, do two. Can't be both. It's just like I don't know. I that part of it is like really, dude. Like, yeah. and then you know, I said like, I can't stand plots where like the plot can be solved with just communicating like he could have he could have just been like yeah i didn't get it my bad that, or like you can get it in the new year like it's just a, sold out everywhere I didn't in get a it. serious movie that bothers me but in a movie like this where it's kind of christmas and the crank rules where everybody's insane like seinfeld it doesn't bother me that's fair yeah, yeah. because yeah. i feel like these people are insane enough that they wouldn't stop and read the the a little post-it note they wouldn't stop it with a with a question you know so, yeah. uh what's nice about this movie though it's only an hour and 20 minutes um probably the shortest live action movie we've reviewed on this podcast we do love a good short movie that's right yes um we talked about that budget 129 million is what it made on a budget of probably close to 150 million uh 20 million of that money went straight to arnold that's how much they paid to get them to participate it- it did not pay off. <laughs> it, it was not worth it. Uh, it's set in Minneapolis. In opinion, I don't know, unless you're nostalgic for him. But yeah, well, let's let's talk about Arnold. So he plays dad, business dad, Howard Langston. Uh, no one seems to notice that he is just the largest, most muscular man alive. Because he absolutely is, and people keep like trying him, and, like he's not this buff, tall guy. You yeah. Know what I mean? They're like, yeah, I can fight this guy. I'll, I'll make fun of him for looking for a Turbo on. Man. Yeah, literally. Like, wild. Absolutely wild. As if everyone else was not looking for the same exact toy. Yeah. Uh, Jake Lloyd, little Annie Skywalker, he plays Jamie. The uh, This poor kid will be ruined by uh, Phantom Menace here, like, three years after this movie releases. I was trying to figure out who you're talking about, and I thought, I thought you were saying this was, like, Darth Vader, like guy who becomes Darth Vader in the third one mm, episode one but it's the yeah. first one interesting yeah. phantom menace and uh the worst the, the best one right no um but he yeah this kid does not deserve the hate that uh he gets in that movie and in the 2000s people were brutal 
to uh, Jake Lloyd. People, people would say it even back then. He was like eight. And I mean, there were not just people on the internet who said horrible things, told him to kill himself, I don't but also. The existed, did it? I don't know. Yeah, it did. But also. It was brand um, new, I guess. A lot of like movie critics would call him out and be like, yeah, he's a bad actor. He's not good. He's a kid. Leave him alone. Literally. And he get, he gave him horrible dialogue and a bad story. Yeah. You know. What was he supposed to do with that? Exactly. Uh, ended up ruining him. He became a lunatic of a, of a person. Hopefully he's doing better. But uh, as an adult, didn't do very well for a while. Um, Rita Wilson plays Arnold's wife, Liz. She's uh, she's just, you know, she's fine in this. Uh, she is the most 90s lady I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, it's definitely giving a little bit Rachel from Friends vibes. Yeah. That's what she reminded me of. You can tell that she just kind of delivered her lines left and got a paycheck, and that's fine. Uh, and I would do did, it too for a check, yeah. She honestly. didn't put she didn't put much into this, and that's okay. Who did put a lot into this though? I think is Sinbad. He plays Myron the Mailman. Uh, he has some of the best lines in the movie, but they're usually said like in the background where you barely hear them. Uh, one of them that I I'd like the most is he says, "I'll know if you move because I have the ears of a snake." <laughs> Just so funny to me. That is wild because do snakes even have good ears? I don't know. That's wild. <laughs> And uh, the late Phil Hartman plays Ted Malton. Of course, he would uh, he'd be murdered by his wife just two years after this movie release. Which is an absolutely insane fact. Like, she, like, I, who knows what happened, but, like, she killed him and then herself, which is right. insane. Yeah. And he was on SNL and had a big hand in The Simpsons. I know he's Troy McClure in The Simpsons, a few other characters. Um, yeah, just an unexpected, horrible loss. Who's that? Well, that one's cool. Sorry, it's not related to the plot at all. This is Chloe in a big dress. Oh, nice. I'll show a close-up of this of all these at the end, so stay tuned if you want to see Chloe in a big dress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one's cool, though. That's probably the coolest one so far. I would agree. Um, okay, let's go into the actual plot of this. Like always, we'll talk about it. We'll stop uh, every paragraph and uh, and discuss it. But workaholic Minneapolis uh, mattress salesman Howard Langston loves his wife Liz and six-year-old son Jamie, but rarely finds time for them. He's often put in a bad light by his neighbor, divorcee uh, Ted Malton, who harbors un unrequited feelings for Liz. After missing Jamie's karate class graduation, Howard resolves to redeem himself while fulfilling his Christmas wish for a Turbo Man action figure, a popular television superhero despite Liz having uh, already asked him to buy one two weeks earlier, which Howard forgot about. Christmas Eve, Howard sets out to buy the toy, but finds that every store is sold out, and in the process develops a rivalry with Myron uh, Larrabee, a postal worker father with the same goal. The Turbo Man is essentially a Power Ranger and also maybe the Flash. Well, I was going to say it's giving like Iron Man a little bit. Yeah, Iron Man for sure. It's just a... a a basic 90s sort of uh, action hero, superhero cartoon character. Um, I think the design of it's actually not bad. Like the design of Turbo Man. I think the design of him and then with his like little sidekick friend that everybody hates for some reason, the pink dog thing. Yeah. I think that's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, the booster, I guess. Booster. Yeah, yeah. booster. Um, yeah. And like we said, Sinbad gets to play just an insane character in this. And I think... He's really fun. A terrorist, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. He becomes an actual terrorist. <laughs> uh, in desperation, Howard attempts to buy a figure from a counterfeit ring ran by um, con men dressed in Santa suits, which results in a massive fight in the warehouse that is broken up by the police. Howard narrowly escapes arrest by posing as an undercover officer 
Exhausted at his failure and out of fuel, Howard goes to a diner and calls home, intending to tell Liz the truth. Jamie answers the phone, but keeps reminding him of the promise to be home in time for the annual holiday wintertainment parade. You know what? If I were Howard, I'd be pissed off at my kid. Like, she's like, you probably... Hey, I'm I'm broken down. Shut up. Yeah, like put put the adult on the phone. He says, "Get your mother. Let me talk to your mother, please." And he's like, "No, you promised. Thank you. you, you yeah. Hey, I literally have no way to get back. Please put your mother on the phone. Get your mother, please." Yeah, that's what he says. Like, I I would be so pissed off if he was my son. Also, before that, let's talk about the Santa Claus fight where he fights all the Santas. What do you think about that? That was pretty insane, yeah. and <laughs> I I can't even blame them all for. Like they probably made so much money just like stealing, which that's I guess that's illegal. But still, we, you know, we hate Big Mall. Yeah. So <laughs> who cares that they're losing money? But yeah, especially at the height of malls back then. But anyway, um, yeah, that seems that they sell like a uh, counterfeit or broken toys. Like the Turbo Man, they try to sell them as the, like the bi- yeah multilingual yeah. version, and it's broken. As soon as you uh, open it, yeah. fell apart. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it's funny. There's like 40 grown men all dressed as Santa in a warehouse where you know it's got to be hot. And they just stay in character. Yeah, that is crazy. And then I wasn't expecting the police to break down the door immediately. That yeah. was pretty wild. Um, yeah, and then and then Arnold just kind of gets... That's the only time he shows any sort of intelligence is in that moment where he's like, I'm I'm detective so-and-so and this you've made a mockery. I've been on this case for three years. Some fast thinking by a dumb man, <laughs> apparently. What? <laughs> Why did they believe him? I, like they didn't even. They were like, "Who the f- are you? Let me see that badge again." Like you but know what I mean? I guess because you know, if it's Arnold, he's pretty intimidating. You um, know, so maybe you're like, I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, p- potentially. He claims he's undercover. Arnold Schwarzenegger would never be undercover. It's the biggest, largest man. Spot him from mile away, and he has an Austrian accent. Why? And why would he have been undercover? Like he clearly, like he wasn't even in like a Santa costume. He's <laughs> very bad at being undercover. If that's the case. So. Uh, so Howard finds Myron at the diner, and they share their experiences over coffee. Uh, towards his own father. Oh, where Myron tells him of his resentment towards his own father for failing to get him a Johnny Seven OMA for christmas that's a real toy and i don't really know what to tell this man if his whole life trajectory changed because he didn't get this one toy (laughs) yeah because he says the story of like i didn't get this toy but my my friend did and he became a billionaire because his dad ceo bought him one and i became a mailman i don't think like correlation does not equal causation there's already some things that were working against you and for him i think (laughs) you are actually just mentally unstable i think that's your problem yeah and the other one had a rich dad and you didn't yeah that that helps too um so during their conversation, Howard and Myron overhear a radio station advertising a competition for a Turbo Man doll. The ensuing fight between them results in the diner's phone getting uh, disconnected, forcing them to race to the radio station on foot, where the DJ, DJ reveals to them that the competition was actually for a Turbo Man certificate. Uh, and this is after Sinbad pretends one of his packages is a bomb, and that if he doesn't get it, he'll blow them up. Which is just an insane thing to do. Like, he would get arrested like so quickly after yeah. this especially like back then <laughs> as, as a black man you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. there's even like this clip where like he's being tackled by other like people in the mall he's like rodney king i'm like Ugh. 
That was very soon after the 92 riots. Yeah, that was, a, that was apparently um, improvised. <laughs> it seems that, that I mean, that's, it seems like it would be. Yeah. It's supposed to be a children's movie, and the kids would not get that, obviously. Apparently, but. almost all of his lines were improvised, and Arnold would just have to be put on the spot and improvise along with him. That's very interesting. Fun. Yeah. I do like... Well, I mean, wasn't he on SNL? Uh, Sinbad? Yeah. Probably. I don't know if he was a recurring member but yeah oh, probably i'm sure it was at some point that's funny well yeah. no he i think he's he's pretty good in this but um yeah i i was gonna say i cannot believe that people back then had to just communicate solely on pay phones yeah like or beepers i really i can't i like cannot comprehend that now this movie came out when i was born that's how old it is it's 96 <laughs> i think yeah this is when it came out yeah so anyway i just it and actually, then, like the phone book, you actually came look... out two days after your birthday, November twenty second, ninety six. Yeah. So yeah, like you had to communicate like solely on the phone. You can only buy things in store. And then layaway, you had to go like physically write a check, mm-hmm. apparently. And I don't know. I just I just couldn't believe it. I was like, this is how it just used to be. And then I was thinking, you know, Black Friday happened recently, obviously. Yeah. Um. The energy that they had in this for Christmas Eve—that's <laughs> what we need to bring back for Black Friday. Yeah, Amazon is taking that away from us. Yeah, I know that's true. Yeah, you know that's what we need to start doing—is trampling people for anything and and uh, <laughs> insane deals. Yeah, half off everything. We don't even get good deals at Black Friday anymore. Now it's just like you're fifteen percent like off, twenty percent. Yeah, it used to be like seventy, seventy yeah, percent like off. An insane deal. Yeah, like we need to, we need to bring that energy back. Uh, so the police are alerted, but Howard and Myron escape after Myron threatens the officers with a seemingly phony letter uh, letter bomb. So this is the second time he's threatening with a bomb, this time the police. Officer Alexander Hummel, whom uh, Howard has run into several times already and injured several times, investigates the package only to have it detonate in his face, uh, which is why she's like, oh, we've been duped. This isn't a real package. Boom, blows up. And that looked, that looked silly. It looks so silly. Yeah, so it doesn't kill him. It's like it's the Looney Tune type thing where you got the black smoke and your hair is all burnt, you know, that kind of thing. Even though, like, immediately when that happened, I was like, oh, they're, they're all dead. Yeah. Like, they're all dead. <laughs> nope. Just his face was just a little burned off. And to be clear, Sinbad didn't know it was actually a bomb. It was he a horrible coincidence. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, face not blown off, hands not blown off. He's just a little burnt. Yeah. It's totally <laughs> a little, fine. A little crusty. He don't, doesn't even take the rest of the day off work. He keeps he, working. He, which that's you know that says a lot about america big police <laughs> just uh, upon returning to his uh, suburban or to his suburb i think you should say howard finds it oh no his suburban his car howard finds it stripped by car thieves he takes a low truck home a uh, tow truck home where he finds ted putting the star on his family's christmas tree in retaliation howard starts to steal the turbo man doll ted bought for his uh, own son johnny but can't bring himself to do it Unfortunately, Liz catches him in the act that Howard is left alone while his family goes to the Christmas parade with Ted and Johnny. Now, I'm beefing with Liz if this happened to me. Like, what do you mean you let that man just be in our kitchen and you know that he likes you? Yeah, Ted is a, uh, he's not shy about showing how much he likes Because Liz. before this, he like implied it still. Like, yeah. hey, bro, I'm f-ing married. Like, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? And And like not to blame Liz for like the fact that he's even doing this, but you're, you know that he has shown advances to you before and you know that he does probably like you and you're going to be like, Ted, will you drive us? Hey, what? Are you joking? (laughs) What? You couldn't drive yourself. Uh, I couldn't believe it. 
and <laughs> and obviously like she basically gets assaulted by ted not like yeah. literally or not you know i guess severely but still and and she I'm yeah just he, like, like oh. he tries to kiss her or something you know he's like we we shouldn't hide our feelings any longer yeah teddy's here he says like girl i mean what do you what are you doing why did you ask him like first of all get him alone with you and then yeah he showed behavior that he's a creep you know what you think was going to happen <laughs> i'm a little and not to obviously blame her right. for the fact that he did that but right. in general it's just like why would you even like let him think that he had a chance almost yeah. you should have shut it down immediately when you, you thought like well that was a little weird like he kept like putting his arm around her and like just in his in her kitchen yeah. Like I would be weird. I'd be weird. Weirded out when that, Ted but. calls or Arnold calls home and Ted answers because he's helping with the cookies and he's like, "Your wife's cookies are delicious." Arnold's like, "Put the cookie down." <laughs> so good. Maybe the best <laughs> line. Maybe the best line in movie history. Put the cookie down. Like, what if you were out doing something and there was just some random man in the kitchen? <laughs> I don't. I would. I would come home well i guess in this sense that there isn't some random it would really be a random man but if it was like yeah. a creepy neighbor that was I'd like yeah let me... i'd be like where's my wife <laughs> why aren't you answering my phone like i just i don't know liz what what, what are you doing do you want howard to want to die <laughs> are you out to get him I don't are know. you trying to kill this neighbor man because your husband is huge and he's he's you know a little unhinged yeah he's capable of murder probably literally so and, and then like additionally i'm not really understanding why everyone's thirsty for him oh like, yeah the uh the neighbor yeah ted maybe because he's thoughtful or like pretends to be thoughtful and pretends to be a good husband but yeah. or a good partner but that's a running joke in this is that all these women keep coming up to ted and is like throwing themselves at him um but it's funny because there's like in a movie with no nuance whatsoever, which this has none, there is like, they go out of their way to be like, this guy's not legit. They, you know, even the kid says something to, to Jake Lloyd's character. He's like, yeah, my dad didn't act like this when he was married and now he's divorced and suddenly he's a good dad. It's like, yeah, it's supposed to imply that like, this is a bad guy and he's putting on an act to try to get one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, like, it's just, I think his character is really interesting, but yeah. But Liz is like, "Hey, girl, what you doing? Why, why, why are you like almost promoting this? Yeah, I don't know, weird." Yeah. But anyway, uh, so after dropping off Jamie and Johnny, Ted attempts to seduce Liz, but she violently rejects him by dousing him with eggnog. I wish I had some eggnog right now. Oh Meanwhile, remembering his promise to Jamie to go to the parade, Howard decides to attend as well, but runs into uh, Hummel again. The resulting chaos leads to Howard hiding inside a storage room where he is mistaken for the actor portraying Turbo Man and is dressed in the highly technological costume. And when they say highly technological, they are not kidding. Um, the government to this day has not produced anything close I was to this. Say, that's it was damn near a weapon. Like, it was a Iron Man suit. It has a jetpack that could fly thousands of feet into the air. Like it can was, shoot metal discs that seem very sharp. He's got it. Can like literally has like a jetpack. Like he's got a boomerang actual... that like Australia would pay all the money in the world to yeah. have because it actually works. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then yeah, like I said, like a literal jetpack. Like he was going fast. Like. Got a grappling hook. He's got all kinds of crazy stuff. I cannot like. Why did they have all that just for the parade? And yeah, 
And then What's the villain's costume has a dispose like a detachable fist that flies through the air and flies back magically. It's like this movie makes the jump from like weird, crazy world to elevated Marvel level world. It's pretty wild. Which, yeah. uh, if you know the anything about the director, you know that that's probably intentional. He's a big comic book fan, and you can see that there's like all these hidden characters in the movie. You see the tick in the parade, which was not a very well-known character at all then still and not really today like Sonic, especially not then captain america captain america the hulk um yeah. they talk about there's some others too they talk about that I, i've got in my notes but uh so many superhero callbacks in this yeah there, um, yeah there was a ton yeah a lot so as turbo man uh howard uses his chance to present a limited edition action figure to jamie but they are confronted by Myron dressed as Turbo Man's arch enemy, Dementor. Despite Howard's pleas for Myron to stop, a long chase ensues involving a jetpack flight. Myron grabs the toy from Jamie, but is cornered by the police while Howard rescues Jamie. Howard reveals himself to his family and apologizes for his shortcomings. Howard, Officer Hummel returns the toy to Jamie while Myron is handcuffed, but Jamie decides to give the toy to Myron for his son, proclaiming that his father is, uh, is his true hero. Touched by Jamie's act of kindness, Myron apologizes for his early discrepancies. The crowd carries Howard away in a hero's fashion as Myron, Liz, and Jamie happily watch. Um, Myron is an actual terrorist. That glossed over what he did, but he actually, like, he first of all, he bombed police officers with yeah, an actual bomb, yeah. and then he attacked this parade, uh, assaulted a child, ran him up a building. Uh, or they both almost died. Or they both fell over on a big decoration nearly fell to their deaths um and even as they were about to fall he's still trying to grab the turbo man this is a sick man he did not deserve the doll yeah because um, like like are you literally joking like he would he <laughs> at the beginning he was like ever there'll be a loser if you don't have this doll or like he doesn't say doll but like this yeah the turbo action man. figure yeah yeah and what do you mean you just give it away and then he's like, I have the real Turbo Man at home. Yeah. Hey, you're not going to keep the costume. <laughs> Maybe you have he does. to give it back. Maybe he keeps it. He's stolen more stuff. He could steal that. So Arnold, yeah, Arnold's like, why'd you do that? Why did you do that? Why did you do that? And then uh, Jake Lloyd's like, I, I don't need the toy. I got the real one at home. Give me a break. Oh, my God. If Yeah. If you keep the suit, you can be an actual superhero. You That can be your job now, I guess. But yeah, I, I imagine the government's going to confiscate it. Yeah, because they just saw it do, like, acts of war. And what was the budget for this parade? I mean, that's like a $10 billion <laughs> project, discovering a jet, a working jetpack in the 90s. Insane, like, yeah. truly ridiculous, <laughs> like, what? And, you know, in the actual movie, it looked, it looked st so dumb. Like, obviously, green screen, obviously, just, like, like, almost, like, pixelated. I don't even know how to put it, but, like, how it looked on screen not great but yeah. it was also in the 90s so um have you seen i know we didn't watch it today but have you watched the post credit scene in this i didn't even know there was one one before post credit scenes were super popular yeah this had <laughs> one um in a post credit scene howard finishes decorating their christmas tree later that night by putting the star on top however after kissing and hugging liz asks howard what he got her for christmas after he realizes with a shock that he forgot her gift this was supposed to set up a potential sequel uh, that would take place immediately afterward. 
never happened but we did because it bombed but we did end up getting a sequel 18 years later have you heard of jingle all the way too the one that's not actually a sequel so yes it is marketed as a sing a sequel but it's not really um so over 18 years after the release of the original film a standalone sequel jingle all the way Two, was released straight to dvd in december 2014 directed by Alex Zam and produced by WWE Studios and 20th Century Fox. WWE Studios. <laughs> oh my God. The film has a similar plot to the original, but is otherwise not connected and has none of the original cast or characters. The lead roles were instead played by Larry the Cable, Cable Guy and Santino Morella. I can't stand when movies do that. Like, it's definitely, definitely not a sequel, but you're just going to say that it is so that people will watch it. Yeah. It's so dumb so dumb what did you think of the fashion in this um it wasn't it wasn't as egregious as other ones i think definitely liz's hair and makeup is very 90s yeah um it's you know people will still do that to this day like you know it's definitely coming back a little bit or it already did but um i think howard's outfits they're not like egregiously i don't even know what 90s no they hold up it's just a businessman you got the you got the nice long coat yeah i think you could wear that today i think it was so you know pretty good pretty solid yeah yeah. nothing like atrocious yeah (laughs) or anything um the special effects like you mentioned the turbo man stuff isn't great when he's jetpacking it's it's a green screen obviously definitely Um, yeah doesn't look super great um are you aware about the controversy in this movie the lawsuit that happened after this movie came out uh about what so um there was a lawsuit that 20th century fox stole the idea for this movie from a high school teacher and they initially had to pay 19 million it was later overturned i got the money back though i'll kind of explain it it's a few paragraphs here in 2001 a detroit high school biology teacher brian webster filed a case against 20th century fox the teacher claimed that jingle all the way had stolen the idea from a script he submitted to the to the studio in 1994 two years before this came out Webster's alleged script was called Could This Be Christmas? And it matched the Jingle All the Way's plot. However, Webster alleged that the studio didn't credit or pay him despite the film based on his script making $129 million. In March 2001, a U.S. District Court jury in Birmingham, Michigan, ordered Fox to pay Webster $19 million in compensation. After appeals, the court reduced the amount to $1.5 million. However, 20th Century Fox submitted a document that turned the tide in their favor. The studio explained that they had purchased a treatment summary or outline of what became the movie scripts before Webster submitted his script. After the submission, the court reversed the verdict. Uh, the Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger nearly avoided a monetary blow and taint on his image as a feel-good Christmas flick. However, Schwarzenegger's film was based on a real-life scenario. So, um, I yeah, it doesn't seem like the public really knows much about this case. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I didn't know. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there was already something along this in the works, and they stole some of his ideas too. I think both things could be true. I think so too. Yeah, but it's yeah. wild to. I mean, obviously they're gonna try and like keep all the money they can, but then to pay him and then still go after the money after the fact. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, you want some IMDb trivia? sure okay yeah. so sinbad we've talked about this improvised the majority of his lines arnold schwarzenegger always also improvised many of his responses in his conversations with him uh producer chris columbus no relation uh wanted joe pesci to play myron but he was deemed too short at five foot three next to arnold schwarzenegger who is six foot two schwarzenegger had previously appeared in two films alongside danny devito who is even shorter 
The story is based on the 1980s shopping frenzy over the Cabbage Patch dolls. However, it ended up perfectly mimicking the Tickle Me Elmo craze of Christmas 1996. I uh, I knew a little bit about the Tickle Me Elmo one, but not about the Cabbage Patch Kids. Cabbage Patch Kids were huge. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, they ended up getting like parodied by the Garbage Pail Kids, which is like a just a straight up parody of Cabbage Patch Kids. That's how big they were. Interesting. Um. In contrast to their characters, both Arnold Schwarzenegger and Rita Wilson got along very well with Phil Hartman off camera. They found him to be very warm and friendly and considered him a delight to work with. So even sadder that he is uh, murdered two years ago. Oh, okay. That's tough. Official Turbo Man action figures have been released. Tiger Electronics released a 13 and a half inch figure in 1996, which just became a rare collector's item. In 2021, Funko released more toys based on the film, such as a replica of the action figure seen in the film and several pop vinyl figures. Funko Pop will release anything. They anything. will. Anything like, they can 3D print out, they're going to sell. I, they must have one for every single licensing for anything. And not even that. They have every license and then six Funko Pops for every character in those licenses. Like different know. like editions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the Turbo Man television show that Jamie watches at the beginning of the film was a parody of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 1993. It was definitely giving that. Yeah, yeah. especially the villains. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, according to director Brian Levant on Gilbert Gottfried's amazing Colossal podcast, he cited this movie as putting him in director jail when it was first released. But at, uh, as time subsequently uh, passed, he was pleasantly surprised to see the film's shelf life improved with time. Over the years, Levant has been asked to autograph various VHS copies and homemade mementos of the film. He was, he was subsequently returned to director's jail in 2012 when he helmed the direct-to-video sequel to A Christmas Story. Hmm. Um, Gilbert Gottfried, I think, was also originally ca- wanted to be cast in this movie, but they ended up casting somebody else. I, don't I have no idea who that is. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I don't know what they look like. Uh, Turbo Man's red suit was modeled after DC comic superhero The Flash. You also see nods to Captain America, The Hulk, and The Tick, and more. Hmm. It definitely you know, reminds me of The Flash, but yeah. it's more so like as far as the fact that he has a lot of like gadgets. It's like Iron Man. Mm-hmm. More Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, do you want some alternate casting that was considered before <laughs> Arnold? Sure. You want to guess the first one? I don't know who's It's was a Christmas like pop- movie. So who, who do you think would be in a Christmas then. movie in the nineties? Chevy Chase. Tim Allen. <laughs> Tim Allen was considered for the role of Howard Langston. Mm. Do you have like that? He was. Was he in every Christmas rom com? I mean, he was in the Santa Claus. <laughs> they at the least Cranks, wanted him to be, and he would have been in this one potentially. Yeah, That's interesting. I don't think this movie works. I'm sure he could do it, but I think the fact that Arnold does it is better yeah yeah the fact that yeah they never explain his accent either no she could just be an immigrant you know whatever but i guess so but um i'm still thinking about the post credit scene where he doesn't he like forgets the wife's gift he does that that face it's like uh that tiktok clip that's going around right now where like the you know the wife gets everything for the kids and oh yeah and then then she doesn't get anything in her stocking so he's you know promoting webtized incompetence to be fair he wouldn't have got the kid anything if the wife didn't tell him well what would have happened was the wife would have just gotten it and she would have been like forget you i'm just gonna get it because i know you ain't gonna get it and that's exactly what happened (laughs) and you know what maybe hired deserves to be single 
maybe Ted yeah. deserves to be with her. With her. No. Uh, maybe both, someone else. One of those. Yeah. Maybe she. Can maybe just Liz be can be single. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Howard and Ted can get together. Yeah, because they deserve each other. Yeah, they're both incompetent. Howard, I'm sure he means well. He just does not need to be a partner if he can't. He forget, just needs to do business. If he can't remember one single gift. He didn't get his wife anything or the kid. <laughs> no. Then he didn't. He just didn't buy anything. He's like, why am I not buying any presents this season? This is weird. <laughs> I'm mad. Howard sucks. That's that's my main idea. Uh, anyway. Well, some other actors who were considered to play Howard is was Robin Williams. I think he could have done. It would have been a I different hope movie. It would have been him. I wish it would have been him. That would have been great. Uh, you were at Chevy Chase is also um, yeah. wanted, and Bill Murray and Steve Martin were also considered for Howard. Steve Martin would have been good. Uh, they also considered Tim Allen for the role of Myron as well before Sinbad was cast. Mm. I think that would have been good. Make him the lunatic mean person against yeah, Arnold. I think that could have been. But I like Sinbad in this. Me too. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger knocks a reindeer out by punching in the face. In uh, Conan the Barbarian, he punches a camel in the face for real. So in this, they used a puppet. In Conan, he actually punches a camel. That is pretty, that is pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, this, the extra uh, credit scene uh, was written to uh, set the stage for a possible sequel, but it made no money. So what even would be the sequel? Just getting the wife a gift? Yeah. She also wants a Turbo Man. <laughs> getting a Turbo Man for your wife. No, he would have, he probably would have thought that she'd been like, oh my God, I have to go get another Turbo Man. She's like, I do not want an action figure. Stop. Start trying to get another one. Yeah. Because um, he just is clueless like that. You think this holds up? I think, Bearing in mind, think it does. People didn't like it then, so people would say it never held up. I mean, I think it's good for what it is if you just appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. But in terms of like, if you're going to think about it critically acclaimed, no. It's objectively a bad movie. But I know you like it. I just think it's fun. I don't think it's good. I mean, my personally like i just remember this being better than it was i guess okay and then the thing about it is i just think him in this role is funny because he's yeah. not like i know he's in terminator but he this is not his like typical role i think if i would have watched this as a kid got away from it for 10 years and watched it now i wouldn't i wouldn't like it hmm. but i think it's because i've watched it so often that i knew what it was going to be hmm. so even before we watched it i was like i don't need to watch this i, I know everything that happens in this <laughs> i didn't remember the plot of it but but anyway, I just, I mean, just, you know, it's, it's a, it's a movie. It is. That, it's that is certainly one of the movies of all time. Yeah. And it, it does exist. Um, what's next week? It's, it's Christmas next week. Um, Christmas vacation. Christmas yeah. vacation. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas vacation specifically. So. All right. We're going to get into that. Um, this, so we're cutting it back in. We have our Bratz advent calendar update. What we got? <laughs> Yes, so um, I'll start off with the worst thing. They, this is apparently like a mascara that they put out. Okay, I like the lipstick. Yeah, not even taking that out. It, it's just weird. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm trying to remember what the newest ones were. So they do like the box and then the actual like mini brats separately. Yeah. So one day will be the brats. One day will be the the box. Which is a choice, but anyway. Um, to, okay, yeah, so I think it was this one. So I, li I really like their wintertime collection that they had, which, um, if you grew up with Bratz, was one of their like really popular ones. So they have, or they 
uh i can't remember what day it was but anyway this is yasmin wintertime collection um you definitely absolutely cannot see it from there but i'll, I'll cut in the picture she looks pretty slay like warmers pink pink jacket pink hat lovely I think she looks like me she does <laughs> I, I have a nose they don't <laughs> but anyway but yeah the one we were talking about i thought this was chloe but it's actually trinity whoever that is but uh they had like holiday brats and so i suppose this is her holiday look very nice trinity and i guess they had like a really big box <laughs> this is what she came in so i i do appreciate them whenever it's the doll whenever they have these random like like what what am i gonna do with this yeah <laughs> yeah it's like a i'll just take it out i'm already here it's like a obviously a box but then it's like a tube <laughs> then i'm like i wonder if there's anything in it hold on does it open oh yeah i guess okay so let's just and i was and then i'm like what is the stuff <laughs> is this actual mascara oh there's Let stuff in it never mind it's not mascara. okay <laughs> <laughs> but it like looks like it could be so that anyway i just i don't like when they they've done that i like the palette like seeing like the palette was cool but lipstick and the mascara like what am i what am i gonna do with that you know yeah yeah like if i was a little kid i would choke on this so quickly i guess though you could use that for your regular brats you could if you were yeah. still into that but um but you know usually it's children playing with them so they yeah. would chew on they would chew on this and choke on it so quickly yeah yeah <laughs> so anyway yeah i think right. i really like when they put in the holiday or like the the wintertime ones like this one this previous one is the jade one she looks slick too nice. wintertime one well we will uh we'll finish off our our brats advent calendar next week yeah we will yeah all right slay be sure to like and subscribe wherever you're at if you are listening check out the youtube version we put up a video version with every episode uh follow us on facebook instagram twitter and we're going to have a TikTok soon. I've been talking to a guy that's going to do it for us. Um, you can follow all those at Nuance Nostalgia Pod. You can email us at nuancenostalgiapod at gmail.com. Send us a recommendation or a question or anything you want us to talk about. Um, Merry Christmas. Like, comment, like, comment, subscribe. Yes. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry times Merry. for all and to all. Oh, what's this? What's the song? We we have been thinking, or we've been uh, thinking about this song. It was almost Christmas time. There I stood in another line. The fun thing about this song is it's uh it's about a guy that's about a kid that's buying shoes for his dying mom. The guy who sings it is the cashier, and he makes himself the hero. No, no, no. The guy that's singing it is the guy that's standing behind the boy. He's not even the cashier. And oh, he wow. goes up to the cashier. He's like, I will pay for the shoes. Yeah, the kid in the song's like, I don't have money to buy these shoes for my dying mom. She's meeting Jesus. He, she needs to look pretty. And the cashier's like, sorry, kid. No money. Yet We got some Z-straps in the back if you want to buy those. 
And then, and then the guy behind him, the singer's like, I stepped in. I saved the day. I will buy these shoes. And then he says, God sent this child to remind me what Christmas is about. Mama, please. How do you make this scenario about you? I know. This song is so like... And if you like this song, you do you. It's just like very... I can't stand it. It's sad. It's very like Christian evangelical, evangelical Southern white mom core. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know. Like it's like this song, Jesus Take the Wheel, Before He Cheats. There's a few of them I'm thinking of. Jesus tonight. Also, will you pause it for a second? If mama's meeting Jesus tonight, tonight. She's not going to know that you bought those shoes. No. She will. She's not here. She's on the brink of death, apparently. She's not going to know that you bought the shoes. Also, why are you sending your kid out to buy shoes? Let him spend the last moments with his mom. Where is the dad? Where's the caregiver? What kind of shoes? You going to send the what kid out? What kind of out? shoes do you think they are? I think they're ballet slippers. I think they're croc boots. <laughs> How are they going to get on her feet? She's probably on the brink of death. <laughs> Got to really squeeze them on there. Her feet are probably black. Why? What happened to her? She had a fire? Here's what I'm picturing. Here's what I'm picturing. This mom was on the brink of death. Mm -hmm. She is intubated, sedated. They got her on all these medicines to keep her alive. And there's this one medicine to keep her blood pressure up. And it notoriously gives you like black feet because all your blood is going to your heart and your brain to keep you alive. So in my mind, on the brink of death, she's still on these medicines. Her feet are black. She don't need any shoes. I think uh, I think it's the Elvis thing. I think she died on the toilet. I think she pooped so hard that they had to send her. To no, the but they know that she's going to die. That's what they had to send her to the hospital. They said she's lost too much poop. I don't think that's about <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> anyway, I guess my main idea of this song is that it's very performative, mm -hmm. and then even like the premise of the song in general, dumb. Why would you send your poor kid out to get the shoes? I just my, he's dirty and he he looks like he doesn't have money and you send him with pennies. <laughs> Whoever the parents are, jail. I, I my main problem is with the the singer being like, this happened. This mom died. No no no. This this kid is poor and is looking for shoes. But I'm gonna make it about me. Yeah, though. it's this happened because of me because I needed to be reminded about what happened, <laughs> what Christmas is about. The mom died before he, the kid got home, and it was also the wrong shoes. That that's not the point. The point is that this is about me. And and this kid came to me because I needed to remember what Christmas was about, and now I do because of this dying mom. I got the money back from him too. I made. Sure. I made sure he gave me. Yeah. I made and in, sure and interest. I'm. <laughs> I made sure to send him back with a little slip that says you owe me ten dollars. <laughs> those those z straps she wore For, at the payless shoe store <laughs> anyway we don't like that song but i i do know every single word so i try not to we're gonna we're gonna close out the episode with the song thank you everybody for listening we'll see you Mark next Roma. week oh we're starting over oh never mind <laughs> cash has said son there's not enough here he searched his pockets frantically then he turned and he looked at me, he said, Mama made Christmas good in our house. Most years she just did without. Tell me, sir, what am I gonna do? Somehow I gotta buy her these Christmas shoes. 
so I lay the money down. So I lay the money down. Never forget the look on his face when he said, Mama's gonna look so great. Sir, I wanna buy these shoes for my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size. No, 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 Daddy says it's not much time. You see, she's been sick for quite a while, and I know these shoes will make her smile. And one or two the beautiful. If Mama meets Jesus tonight, I That was bad. I take go back. What Christmas is all about? Here we go. So I wanna buy these. <laughs> Damn, we playing the whole thing. It's so dramatic. <laughs> uh, it's so crazy. It's a good thing nobody watches. We would be demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> 